Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Appleton. Down. Right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, Mr. AJ Abagarth. What's going on, man? Mr. Clean Shaven. What's up? Yeah, I uh, took it all off. I had a, a nice. Um, decided to take all of the uh remaining brown hair i had out of my mustache and beard and just left big gray mutton chops and a nice little uh flavor saver goatee thing going on for a couple of days good stuff and <laughs> finally showed got, up to the show like that man got, i yeah well probably but <laughs> going with the uh no shave november i guess so I, I took it all off halloween night and all right we'll all see right. what comes up after another month <laughs> uh good stuff man uh yeah i'm i'm uh i'm repping the uh the scott fish shirt the uh swedish fish version of it uh and you know halloween was a couple days ago so i had to represent the the candy so nice. Uh, I like the uh, I like the long sleeve actually. That's yeah, cool. dude, I, I I really like it. Uh, this is going to be um, my wife rolled her eyes every time I wear it, but uh, screw it, I'm wearing it a lot anyway. Yeah. All right, so tonight we're gonna be getting you all ready for Week Nine of the NFL season, going through some of the news that happened this past week, trades, quarterbacks dying all around us, um, people getting fired, and then of course. The main the main show main part of the show is jumping through the rankings via some start sit questions that kind of good stuff so uh but of course before we jump into all that uh hit those subscribe buttons like buttons leave those reviews jump into the comments uh talk to us guys we we, we appreciate it we we enjoy talking back and, and responding to you all um during the show after the show whatever it is um we, we you know in, enjoy it so and then of course jump over to fantasy sixpack.net and become an all-access member where you're going to get access to our award-winning rankings you're going to get access to our dfs projections the uh other tools we've got there all the all the dfs uh advice 
that we've got, uh, you know, Chris Robin and Keith Fleming and uh, Alan Sandage with the betting. And then, of course, the, the, the big part of it is, of course, the the discord where you're going to be able to ask all of us your custom league questions. And, and that's where that's where the big value is. You get to ask us everything you need to know every week for your specific team. So um, let's bring in our guest of the week, though. Mr. Ryan Noonan over at four for four. What's going on, man? Uh, What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show. I had been a long time. I think I was on years ago, uh, but excited to be back and, uh, and chat with you guys. Glad to see everything's still going really well here at the six pack. It's uh, sounds like an exciting time to be a part of what you guys have going on. So, yeah, it, it was a long time ago. I forget where you were before four for four. Um, Oh man, uh, <laughs> done a lot. Um, that was, 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 it, was, it was a long time ago though. Yeah. Um, uh, DraftKings for a number of years. Um, I think that was it. And then, uh, we, we had a handful of years with, uh, me and Connor still together at four for four, uh, but with Elliot Christ over at the quant edge, uh, rest in that's peace. That's what it was. TQ Maybe, yeah. I think that's what it was. That's yeah. right. That's right. What's going on, Albert? Uh, so yeah, man. So we're gonna jump into some topics here that um, you know before we get into the the meat of the show, which is of course the the rankings talk and things like that. But of course, we we gotta lead with uh, McDaniel's, I guess, finally getting fired. Right? Um, everybody's been calling for this for a while. Um, it's it's been bad over there. Uh, the offense just looks atrocious. I mean, is there any hope that with him gone, and of course, you know, we're going to talk about a little, we can talk about this one now, you know, because it'll kind of lead into the next topic. Um, they're going to be swapping quarterbacks from Jimmy, Jimmy G to Aiden O'Connell. Um, is there any hope that this offense, you know, like the, the guy, the guys that we care about, right? We care about Josh Jacobs, care about Devontae Adams, we care about Jacoby Myers. Really, outside of that, like fantasy managers probably don't give a crap about anybody else. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, maybe some Michael Meyer, but mm, that's kind of hit or miss. Any hope that this offense can, you know, kind of be a resurgence with? with McDaniels finally out the door. I mean, look, vibes, look at the, the clips we're seeing today. Um, we see this historically, right? We like, we think pretty poorly back on the Jeff Saturday era uh, in Indy, but they won that first game out of the gate. Uh, you know, the, just right. the instant change of like, you know, right. like they put a hoop in the, in the locker room today and you see Devontae's playing around and like everyone's talking about all the good vibes. So like you probably see a short term bump of just like, Hey, you know, the, the witch is dead. Um, and like we saw reports out of Denver post McDaniels there. Like it just, it wasn't good. Obviously there's just, there's a, a long litany of previous Bill Belichick assistant coaches that try to implement that style of, of, I don't know if dictatorship is the word, but like just ruling with an iron fist that doesn't seem to happen really well. If you don't happen to have seven rings, to go along with it or six rings, right. um, you know, or whatever Belichick has an assistant. So it's really, really hard to, uh, to get that done if you still try to do it the same way. So, I mean, in terms of like what's sticky and what happens there, probably some, 
uh, you know, up and downs with Aiden O'Connell. But look, Jimmy is – you pull Jimmy out of a, a Shanahan system and it, was, it went about as well as expected. I mean, happy feet, unsettled. Um, so Aiden O'Connell's a guy that you know, could sling it and threw it a lot in college. I wouldn't expect a massive dip. I don't think we see a bump, but I don't think we're going to see this like massive dip in like production. Hasn't been very good anyway. They play – hopefully they just yeah. start to play with pace and we get some more play volume and that figures itself out because they've been really slow as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would expect it to probably maintain where it's been, which is not very good, but, uh, you know, maybe there's some some value. Hey, if, if they're going to start to just pepper – Devontae Adams and go, hey, look, right. we, gotta, we just need to force 10 to 12 targets this guy's way every game. Um, that probably is going to work out pretty well for them. That's what I was wondering. Like, I, I wonder if the, you know, the offensive coordinator, the, you know, the this coaching staff is now going to be like, all right, now we're going to run a lot of routes for Devontae Adams and we're just going to force it. Um, I saw a tweet, uh, AJ, Jason Hovel, our friend, sent me the one where uh, it's like a, it's a, a clip from uh, Happy Gilmore where he's walking into the uh, um, Chubb's office and he's just like, I was right, you were wrong. It's like, this is Josh McDaniels walking back into Bill Belichick's office after being fired. And I just laughed. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably happening right now. <laughs> That'll happen. And he'll do what he did with uh, Patricia and Judge. He won't name them an official because if you make them an official coordinator, you, they don't get paid from their old job. Um, so he allowed Patricia oh. and Judge to not be official coordinators by name so that they could still cash checks from the Lions and the Giants. So I'm sure McDaniels will be an offensive assistant sooner than later um, and continue to double dip. Because, look, the guys, you know, this happened twice now. He can't make it through year two of a head coaching gig. But – I mean, look, he's going to cash some checks for the next handful of years. Oh. Probably won't get another job. Uh, he'll he'll land on his feet. He'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they're paying like eighty million okay. a year yeah. to get to not have Gruden and McDaniel's coach or Crazy. you know coach for them. That's totally nuts. Yeah. Um, but let's jump into it's this so QB carousel here, and I call it a QB carousel to be nice, but it's really the QB like graveyard at this point. Uh, we'll start with the big one: Kirk Cousins done for the year. Um huge fantasy implications there. Obviously, Justin Jefferson hopefully coming back off IR soon. We got, you know, Jordan Addison playing very well. TJ Hawkinson, you know, KJ Osborne, you know, even the running backs, Madison and Akers, I think, get affected here. Um, they brought in Dobbs from Arizona. So a little bit of trade action here at the deadline. Um, but this first week is gonna be um totally blanking on his name. Jared uh, Hall. Jared Hall, Hall yeah. thank you. Uh BYU kid. Um, but it, I think going forward, it's unless Hall I think this blows it out of the water. I think it, it's going to be Dobbs, right? Dobbs was serviceable, not as a fantasy quarterback, but at least like Marquise Brown has some games, you know, McBride has some games, Ertz has some games, like he was able to like have his weapons be okay. But what kind of like, to me, the real question with this is not so much Dobbs or hall, but like, what's the kind of percentage of downgrade you would put on all of the offensive weapons with Dobbs or hall? Yeah, it has to be something, right? I mean, like Kurt has been a punching bag for years, but like cousins is, slightly better than average, very effective NFL quarterback. And there are yeah. 
so few of them, really, to be honest, that we trust, mm-hmm. especially in the fantasy game, you know, that back end comfortable QB one that you're that you're okay starting week in and week out. So there has to be a dip. The bigger question is like, is the positive reports around Justin Jefferson are those true? Because that looks like Justin Jefferson coming back sooner than later. So like there's going to be probably, especially with a Josh Josh Dobbs at quarterback, probably a little less juice to squeeze out of the orange. Um, with the rest of the ancillary pieces when you have a Justin Jefferson coming back, right? It's almost like what we were just talking about with, with the Raiders and Aiden O'Connell. When you start to get this inexperienced quarterback that should probably feed his alpha more than anyone else, and that should be the first read, and we should just kind of trickle down from there. So the emergence of Addison, um, are they able to build any rapport that matters before Justin Jefferson comes back? Um, you probably have to downgrade all of them in the short term and probably all of them a little bit more in the nearer short term when Justin Jefferson comes back. Right. Cause there's right. Uh, there's just only so much to go around. And it was really hard for them. They part of it early on too. There was a little bit fake because they were throwing at such a high rate early. Some of their games got out of whack and their just their raw passing percentage was out of whack. Their neutral script stuff was fairly normal, but their raw stuff was out of whack because they got into some weird game States. And I think that that just kind of, even made a little bit of the ancillary guys a little bit more noisy, I think, moving forward than we would want them to be. So there's a lot of things kind of working in play here. So, you know, if you get to the waiver wire or, I mean, get to the trade, if you haven't had a trade deadline yet in your league, I wouldn't mind shopping maybe some of my Minnesota pieces. Um, you know, Hawk probably is, is uh, you know, valuable right now as he's going to be over the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard because, like, having a really safe, startable tight end I 2023 is hard to like part with, but that's why you'd probably be able to get something for him as well, depending on what you could find in the roster. Cause look, if you get to the back half of tight end, you're just, you're praying for a touchdown and um, you know, the rest of your league mates are as well. But you know, if you are weak like and you want to bolster, <laughs> yeah, right. You want to bolster somewhere else. I don't think Hawkinson's a bad guy to move because things are going to change here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of predicting like a, and I mean, I think best case scenario is like 10% drop off, yeah. maybe 15, probably worst case scenario, like 20% drop off from these guys as a, opposed to what you would have gotten from, from cousins. I, it's just kind of my gut feeling with it. There's, I mean, there's really no data to, to support it. It's just sort of like, yeah, it's not going to be good. <laughs> you know, no. you're not, you know, we would have never drafted these guys where we drafted them had it been Dobbs or Hall as their quarterback there's no way kirk yeah. was a um you know again above average quarterback but he's a machine like the guy was just consistent and you know you could count on him to get to get these guys the ball um do have a quick question here um from josh would you do this trade in a 20 team ppr Oof. jaron hall and jacoby myers for dk metcalf Yes, my roster is Lamar. <laughs> my roster is Lamar, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Tyree Kill, Christian Kirk, Kittle, and Jacoby. How the hell do you have that roster in a twenty-team PPR? Um, it's, that's yes, I, I I think I do this. Um, I agree with AJ. Yeah, I mean, right, Jaron Hall. We're talking about having one week as a starter, right? So yeah, it's, that's it's not a, much that's more a than for me. Yeah, so. it's it's not much more than Jacoby for DK, really. At the end of the day, yeah. Um, so we have other starters being benched. Um, here, I, I run a car. I think 
I think I meant Garoppolo. Um, I don't know why I kind of always think of them as like the same player for some weird reason. Um, but uh, Ritter now being benched for uh, Taylor Heineke. Um, that's an interesting one to me. Um, Commander fans. So I've seen lots of Heineke. He's nothing special. But like, man, he can he can spark the hell out of some team and like, <laughs> like, get these guys to win some games somehow. I mean, thirty second take on what your thoughts are with, you know, Ritter Ritter versus Heineke, and what he can do for like a Drake London, a Kyle Pitts, and and you know those guys, and and of course we have to trust Arthur Arthur Smith's athlete actually use those guys, but let's just. Hope that that happens and play the Heineke versus Ritter card here. Yeah, the problem is we might not have Drake London this week, right? So we don't even right. even get a fair shake of uh, you know really being able to unlock London, who's been really good, right? Outside of Week One, he's been uh, for a limited. I mean, target share, yes, limited volume. We saw in last week, small sample, uh, almost two and a half yards per target more down the field. That is Heineke. He's willing to take some shots, so probably in the short term bodes well for the tight ends. Um, We'll see how that works this week against uh, against Minnesota. I think you know long term we can get London back. Uh, I mean, look, he, he said it himself. Uh, we we know the wild stuff that we get from that coaching staff on the mic, and um, you know the analytics were bad. You should watch the tape. Uh, and then he goes out and benches his own guy the very next day. So um, just classic classic Arthur Smith, uh, just talking out of both sides of his mouth and just wanting to you know pick fights with. Uh, anyone for no reason so yeah it's your team you can do whatever you like uh, we are just uh, keyboard warriors and analytical nerds uh, we have no idea what we're talking about but uh sometimes i feel like you don't know what you're talking about either but based off of how dude, you use the talent so that you have on your team i'll say i'll say you're right about everything you just said about you know us uh but there is something to say when like the nfl like analysts like the players that used to play oh, yeah. come out and say a lot of the same things that we're all saying and that that is unbelievable to me like oh my god oh no like, we're right joe we're right we just you know <laughs> it's definitely we guys like to, that nobody wants to believe us yeah at a certain <laughs> point that, that dude just blocking anything else out um and just kind of anchoring himself to his priors and saying i'm gonna you know fight my way out of this white paper bag and and instead of taking any feedback you know kind of just digging your heels in and saying this is what we're doing yeah uh, AJ, you want to take the next one? I got a, I got a, uh, oh, there we go. I think, well, no, I can't find what, what? I was supposed to be doing. Here. Sure. I can. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, Stafford Stafford's possibly out this week. Um, obviously that's going to affect cup and Puka Nakua, who, uh, I believe is still questionable. Um, at well, uh, obviously their running game is, is beat up as it is already. So they're looking at Henderson and Freeman in a, a you know, committee there. Uh, what are your thoughts on Stafford being out and what that does to this offense in general? Massive impact. I mean, this is like what we were talking about a little bit with Kirk, but I think even more. Like uh, this, this roster outside of, you know, the three names you mentioned basically, right, where we're dealing with Stafford, Cup and then you know Puka kind of emerging. I mean, Tutu Atwell has had a nice year. This is a this is the worst roster in the league. Um, I like Raheem Morris deserves like coach of the year consideration as defensive coordinator for making this team even competitive. I mean, it is nothing but Aaron Donald 
and day three picks, um, some like late day two guys, all in like their first or second year. And they've been in football games, partially because Matthew Stafford is an absolute dog. Um, and I Cooper Cup is has been awesome since coming back. I mean, I think we had you know had some rocky games, but I, I mean that's he's still the dude that you know we lost last year. Puka's been great. Um, this is a massive dip with Brett Rippin uh, at the helm. We've seen the Brett Rippin show. Um, and look, I don't think Stafford's starting this week. It's his right thumb. Yeah, it's not fractured. He can't grip the football. Um, and I know we're not in like peak Wisconsin uh, frozen tundra up in Green Bay yet. It's not warm uh, in this neck of the woods. Um, you know, having that thumb injury, being able to affect uh, how you grip the football. Look, we didn't think we were going to be without uh, Justin Fields for a while, right? Like, oh, he's maybe questionable that week after. And here we are dealing with, uh, you know, Tyson Bajan for like the third straight week. So uh, Stafford is not playing this week. I feel very confident in that. I know they're still kind of messing around with those reports. So we know what the Brett Ribbon area era is. Uh, I think four starts last year, two starts, four appearances or something like that. All pretty bad. Um, took a bunch of sacks. I think like averaged up to target like under five yards. Um, adjusted net yards per attempt, like three and change, nothing very good, not a talent, talent elevator. And that's a below average offensive line. That's also injured. Um, so I know the Packers have like disappointed defensively with their pass rush is starting to cook a little bit. So I think it's going to be a very, very rough day. Um, I, I bet the under on the team total on the Rams at 17 and a half, um, which I think will drop once we officially get the Stafford news. So yeah, I think I would do, I mean, it's really hard to bench a Cooper cup. It's really hard to bench Puka Nakua, but I would not feel good about having to put them in a roster this week. Yeah, definitely gonna be definitely gonna be rough with with both those guys. Um, and then uh, we're obviously seeing you know this this game live right now. Tennessee Steelers thirteen to ten right now. You know, ten minutes ago in the second uh, second half or sorry third quarter. Um, but what do we, you know, what do we think about Will Levis so far taking over for Tannehill? And I, I mean, to me, this is probably like the rest of the season. Like Tannehill's got noodle arm and Levis isn't awesome. I know last game was amazing four touchdowns, but I think we all knew that that was sort of like, I think that shocked Atlanta kind of what he did to it and like the difference in the play calling. And they were just like, oh, go deep. I mean, he's doing like fade away, like deep passes. I mean, it was crazy. He's got a yeah. cannon for an arm. Um, that showed, and I, but defenses were clearly going to quickly adjust to that. We're seeing that today, um, tonight. But, you know, what, what, what a kind of, you know, what's your kind of future take on how this, offense is going to look with Levis at the helm instead of Tannehill. Yeah. Levis stuff was, it was exciting to see the touchdowns. And I think it was his, to have a positive EPA um, with that, the rest of it was like really low right around the line of scrimmage, a dot type stuff and have like a negative, like below 50% success rate. You just don't see that very often. It's kind of a, a very unique right. blend of like these big splash plays down the field. Um, I think the short-term comp is pretty straightforward and right in front of us. Uh, and it is probably a, again, just for the rest of this year and just from fantasy. Um, I think it is like a poor man, Sam Howell. Um, there are, uh, Howell likes to push it down the field. Uh, he has a better pass catching core than Levis has. They both have, uh, are playing in front of bad offensive lines. Titans is worse. And they both love to take sacks. Will Levis 
took a sack on like uh, his pressure to sack rate at Kentucky last year was like 31% astronomically high. Um, you know, like high teens is very common. Like Mahomes is right around like eight, um, you know, but he's Patrick Mahomes. So when you're taking a sack on basically a third of the time you get pressured, that's a problem. We know that's a problem for Sam Howell, but when they're kept clean, they have big arms, they have talent, they can push it down the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's a pretty straightforward fantasy comp. Whereas, you know, we have these useful weeks from like last week, even in a bad matchup, Sam Howell can hang out, you know, a big old fat number up there in fantasy because he can chuck it when he stays upright. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, 85% Sam Howell. Yeah, I, I laughed. I look, I always like to look at player profiler when uh, when I look at like some of these quarterbacks and these rookies and stuff just to see what they would say. Um, the comp was, uh, um, oh, dang it. Um, uh Bears quarterback um Jim McMahon. No. <laughs> Not Justin Fields. Eric no, Freeman. um yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, Mike. I told you this one a couple days uh, ago. Uh, uh, no, the, the Jay the, Cutler. The, oh. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh man, that thinking, is spot on. Uh, Cutler loves the big sacks. I was thinking erratic <laughs> up and down games. But could literally chuck the ball the entire field yeah. if you really asked him to. Like literally, like that's what he was. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So and that'd be great I for Will Levis. I think Titan fans should be, you know, I don't know if you should be like ecstatic with that, but that's not bad, right? Yeah. That's it's you know, keep taking shots at the position. Jamie, <laughs> uh, Jamie's comment that we just popped back up there. The only other guys that scored four more touchdowns in their first starts uh, were Mariota. Uh, also doing it for Tennessee and uh, Fran Tarkenton. And I actually heard this stat on my way yeah. home. There's other guys, uh, but they're not like relevant. <laughs> Nobody knows who they are, but yeah. No, I think those are the only two. Um, but you can do the research on it. I don't know. I, the I uh, Another one where it's like more, but they're like older players. But anyway. Yeah. Nobody cares about them. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> anyway. Uh, I thought it was interesting because I heard it on the way home too on the radio and they were saying that and Mariota I think had like two touchdowns his next game. Uh, Tarkenton didn't have another touchdown thrown in his next like four games or something like that. So it was, was kind of crazy. Yeah. All right. So um, no, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the jump into the our. Start sit scenarios that um, our producer put together and uh, voice from the sky. Give it to us, man. All right. So since you're the guest, Ryan, you get the pleasure going first. And you get to start us off with CJ Stroud versus Tampa Bay or actual Sam Howell against the Patriots. (laughs) So I want this to be. I want this to be uh, CJ Stroud so bad, um, but it is not. I think it's definitely Sam Howell in the spots. Um, and part of it is just this reliance on the run uh, as of late out of uh, the Texans. Like we were praising Bobby Slowick here, uh, first year offensive coordinator for Houston the first couple weeks of the season. You know, they were playing no huddle at a high rate. They were playing with pace. Uh, they, I think over the first two or three weeks were – like top five in pass rate over expectation. Loved it. You know, we were seeing CJ Stroud just kind of carve teams up and uh, they shifted into this really run heavy approach, just um, 
massively over the last couple of weeks. And it was about last week where I thought they'd be able to, you know, kind of pick apart uh, yep. a Carolina team that just doesn't get a lot of pressure. They ran the ball a ton. Uh, and three running backs mixing in there too makes it even harder, even worse in fantasy. So, um, look, I mean, we talked about earlier some of the Sam Howell struggles, and uh, <laughs> they're there. Um, but New England's beat up a little bit in the secondary still defensively. Uh, and this is a spot where I think they're going to lean heavy. I mean, they're second in the league in pass rate over expectation. That's what we want in the fantasy game. Uh, it's not always pretty. We want passing attempts. We want a guy dropping back all the time. And um, I just think we're going to have more dropbacks and a deeper A dot from Sam Hall on the spot. Uh, I guess I'm next, yeah, right? You can go next. I can go next. Thank you. You're going to give it to me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with Sam Howell as well um, for, you know, for everything Ryan said and, and, and then some, you know, just to cut it short here. I mean, yeah, the, you're right. I mean, like we're, we're all like, you know, you know, it's bad when we're all sort of semi excited about Devin Singletary. Like, oh man, stats Devin Singletary. Yeah, that's that's not a good thing for CJ Stroud. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, dude, I was huge. Like the Sunday show that we do here at Fantasy Six Pack. Uh, you know, these guys asked me about why did I, why did I like you know Tank Dell a little bit more and Nico Collins more than some of the other rankers, and I was like, well. This should be this should be a smash spot for this Houston passing offense, and it didn't end up being that way. So I got burned by that one pretty bad. So, yeah. Um. We'll see. I, I still I still like it, but I think how going to get New England. I know New England on paper like looks like a stout offense uh, defense, but they've they've given up some yards. You know, like it. They're not as like. Lockdown as everybody thinks. So, yeah i I agree with that. Um, Sam Howell uh, made me extremely angry last week, um, coupled with the start of Miles Sanders, who I did not realize was getting benched basically the entire game. Um, and uh, yeah, that was literally a difference of forty nine points uh, and. Scott fish for me so that was awesome Oof. uh i still won the week but i lost the whatever tie break thing against the league so George pickens touchdown? not happy about that, that, that um that being nice said pass. i think i'm gonna lean stroud on this um i i just like the matchup i i, I don't hate howl's matchup uh, like Joe said, I think that you know New, New England is beatable, um, but Stroud's been—he's been good. He's been surprising. Um, we've said it before, so I think he can keep it up against Tampa. Yeah, uh, Mike, do we want to throw some of these questions on the on the screen, or at least get a couple in, and then we'll try to get try to fit them in here? I know we—I know we've been answering yeah, them. I, but I answered I uh, one online. I believe yeah. in the comments you can go with Matt's Andrew. Yeah. Or Andrew's the one. Do Andrew. You can do Andrew it too. Yeah. yeah. Should I yeah, trade like Chris Godwin and uh McBride for Kincaid and Aaron Jones? Godwin on the bench for my team. All my running backs are on by this week. Five and three team. Um I don't love Aaron Jones, but I also think McBride's a little overhyped. Just one week. 
I don't hate it. I think it's pretty even, honestly. Like it's if you don't need Godwin, I could I could dig it. I don't know. What do y'all think? Ryan, what do you think? I, I answered it in the comments. I want to see what you think before I rattle mine off. Um yeah, I think I'd rather have I mean Aaron Jones is it's been dicey. I just too much, uh, I mean, bad offensive line play and uh, too much AJ Dillon. Um, yeah, I probably would still go that way though. Um, I just don't, I don't love, I want to just sell all things Baker and Tampa Bay moving forward. Um, so maybe there's some, maybe there's some upside. And I like Kincaid in that situation, uh, I do. You know, having a quarterback tied to, to Josh Allen over McBride. So that would be, yeah. that'd be part of the tiebreaker yeah. for me. Yeah, I wow. basically agreed. I thought, you know, I'd I'd rather have somebody other than Jones, mostly because he's just questionable every week going in. Yeah. I I write I, I almost don't have to remove remove the cue next to his name on the fantasy six pack depth chart because it's just basically he's out. Um yeah. although he did throw play one last more week, up here. Of I think Matt has a question. Uh because he's five and three, 12 team PPR contending for the championship. This um, is a dynasty, by the way. So, just... oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He was talking about those earlier. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, just for everybody listening one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, four flex. So, a very deep league here. Um, he's got Jalen Hurts, um, AR 15. Brees Hall, Kamara, Damian Pierce, Amon Ra, Olave, Keenan, Ridley, Godway, Downs, Ingram. Um, what's the question? <laughs> Sorry. I think it's a rate there. this team. Oh, yeah. Rate rate the team. Oh, right. um, I mean, yeah. Uh, Out of Kamara and, Yeah, I mean, I, I like it for this thing. year. Kamara is probably going to start dipping here very, very soon. Um, Pierce is meh. Uh, so I mean, you're struggling at running back, uh, you know, uh, you know, after Brees Hall, I think, um, coming soon, but for this year, I think you're solid. Yeah, I like it. So, yeah, good build of blocks there. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, you got you got lots of um, young, younger receivers as well with Amon Ra and, and Olave too. Keenan Allen's a stud this year, and Ridley hopefully can build a little bit. Downs is a, is a is a is a you know up and coming player as well. So they were good. All right, next question, Mike. All right, Joe. You want the rookie Bryce Young against the Colts, or Gardner Minshew against the Panthers? You got no option. You got to pick they're, in this they're, game. They're playing each other. Um, <laughs> g- give me the mustache, man. Give me, give me Minshew. Um, like it really comes down to at this point. Like, look, we th- we thought last week this was a smash spot for for Houston going against this Carolina secondary. Um, it it still it, it should be for everybody every week, <laughs> and uh, I think you know, I know it's Minshew. He's a little bit erratic, but you know, he's shown some flashes. Uh, he's got a good receiving core. Now Josh Downs might be out this week, so that could affect things. Um, so you know, check back on the rankings, you know, come Sunday when we get the news. But I still think I go Minshew. I mean, look, 
there was one week Minshew what ran it in for three touchdowns or whatever it was yeah, great like weeks. I don't expect yeah. that to happen but um I mean like we've seen Minshew just do this before you know he just he surprises people he he's a very solid streamable quarterback Bryce Young is you know he's still figuring things out you know he's had a few weeks where good a few weeks that were pretty bad overall just pretty mediocre um i kind of expect that to move you know to be the thing going forward for him aj uh, man uh let me get back to it i'm sorry i'm answering questions here uh, let, let mike do that that's what he's here for <laughs> <laughs> it is but he thanked me for doing it so i felt like i should keep doing it anyway no, that's um, i mean i won't let him i won't stop yeah, this is this is interesting because they are going against each other. I think on this one, I'm gonna go with the mustache though as well, just because I'm a fan of mustaches. Even though you shaved yours, my off. tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally shaved a handlebar out of my beard. <laughs> it was hilarious, Ryan. Uh, slight edge the other side. I have them next to each other, but I'm going to go with Bryce Young. Um, and part of it is that, like, when you look at how teams typically, how they've been playing against the Panthers all season, um, teams run at the heaviest rates. Um, that's probably because they have no resistance in doing so. They're also giving up the second highest rate of explosive uh, rushes on the ground. So we're. I just think we see some success with the Colts running game here. Uh, I love the I love the game environment they're playing against each other. So I think they're both viable plays. Uh, you know, Colts games have been off the charts from a pace standpoint, uh, so that helps both of them. But I like what we saw last week out of Thomas Brown uh, taking his you know first go around as the offensive coordinator. So I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud here. I think we see a better second half, uh, and I think the Colts just were able to have success on the ground here. That takes away from maybe a little bit of touchdown equity for Minshew. All right. Uh, let's do our first running back question, Mike. Okie dokie, AJ. Isaiah Pacheco against Houston or Kenneth Walker against the Ravens? Who you got? Um, Pacheco against Miami. Miami. what's written. Um, oh, why did I mess that up? My bad. You swapped I questions. In, yeah, I don't know how yeah, you did that. But that's cool. You, what you did there. But it's okay. It's all right. I'll, uh, I'll allow it. Uh, to never happen again. I am going to go with Walker on this one. I mean, this is pretty easy for me, honestly. I think Baltimore is a tougher defense to rush against potentially, but Walker's a stud. Pacheco, up and down, inconsistent. Plus, they're in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, you know, they got flights to deal with. They got a 930 game to deal with. Well, for us. Um, so yeah, I just, I think Walker's the better play. Ryan. I am always a Kenneth Walker guy, but I'm a little nervous guys. I don't, I don't know. Like we haven't heard anything really about what happened last week where we just saw significantly more Zach Charbonnet than we had seen, especially on passing downs, which makes me a little bit nervous. I know Walker was a little bit dicey coming into the game from a health standpoint, but um, you're after like a couple of weeks at like 86, 87% of 
of the running back carries 44% last week. Um, you know, Charbonnet mixing in for 31. Uh, that's that makes me a little bit nervous, especially if you're going to start to see Charbonnet eat into a little bit of the passing game work. He handled all the long down and distance stuff, all the two minute stuff. Um, yeah, he ran a route on uh, 56% of his snaps. Like that's a lot of involvement where all of a sudden you see a massive dip in that for Walker two down from 61 to 28. So if he's just back like an early down thumper and even that he's sharing a little bit with, uh, that makes me a little bit nervous here. So in a spot where I think there's a lot of points to be scored in Germany, not really worried about other running backs there in uh, in Kansas City. And I just like the touchdown equity that we have here from uh, from Pacheco. So hard for me to really ever go off against Walker. I absolutely love his talent, but uh, the situation is when I want to see if there's something injury-wise or if this is something sticky. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I'm not like totally worried about the workload uh, although you know I, I agree with you like I, I wrote about it in my usage article um that that i write that you know i pointed out those facts that i mean we saw season low usage by quite a bit for kenneth walker i mean he was on the field less less yeah. rushing attempts wasn't utilized in the red zone at all which is i mean he's like third in the league in in red zone news he was like leading the league by a lot before this week and then because he didn't get utilized at all he dropped um yeah charbonnet got an uptick of work it was his first you know uh you know this was his first week back right from injury yeah so part week. of it could have been just hey look it's he's back walker can go but he's not 100 percent. let's get the kid involved like yeah it could be that but i uh i mean you know I kind of want to see that it's not that, right? It also if I'm could be a, a little, yeah, right. It also could be a little bit of, you know, they were going against that Brown stout defense, so maybe they tried to change it up a little bit. I don't know. I'm kind of with you though. Like, I, I kind of want to see what happens. Going this week, isn't a great matchup either. No. The Ravens are solid, so like, maybe they're going to change it up again and and figure something out. Like, I don't know, but. It, I'm with you though. It is for me, Pacheco. This game, I don't care if it's in Germany or not, should be high flying, tons of points. It's got what the highest over under of the week of 50, I think. And it's like a one and a half point difference in the spread. So that means both teams are projected to score a boatload of points. So, gimme. Should be. But we <laughs> also just saw what Kansas City did last week nine. Uh, times Dude. they got a point Mahomes was so. not right let's be real that yeah, was not that yeah. was not good and Taylor Swift was not at the game so big big difference just saying is she touring in in Europe right now is she gonna make a stop to uh Frank sure she could afford it let she'll figure it out she can take a um, PJ she'll be fine yeah <laughs> do you have any more questions or uh can we just move on I've, I've lost track uh no uh, we're, we're manuel, manuel oh yeah Coons. yes <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next question oh okay fine <laughs> i'll try to be nice <laughs> or we can answer we'll, that one we'll get to you next manuel yeah uh, all right manuel's uh, listening uh, from germany mind right. you well yes there we go <laughs> all right so come on mike <laughs> Well, I just I'm baffled here because 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I believe in you. Right. Well, I was well, also we... making sure here. This the we get, we got Rashad White actually against Houston. I'm dying. And then we got Gus Edwards versus Seattle. Who do you want? Mm. Uh, the answer is never Rashad White, uh, <laughs> in my opinion. So uh, I know Gus is not 100% necessarily. Uh, you want to see how that trends. But uh, even coming off of a three-touchdown game, uh, just not a Rashad White guy. Don't like it. Don't really – like I said, this Bucks offense, I think, overperformed early in the year. Uh, you want to just continue to find ways to, you know, just – sell all of them moving forward so i think rashad white is uh just a guy i think sometimes that can work in fantasy because you know especially the running back position it's so volume based but even that i don't think he has the ability to do anything with so give me the gus boss actual touchdown equity on a good offense um you know tougher matchup but uh, i i like the ravens in this spot so gus boss for me Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Man, I, um, you know, my rankings have Rashad White higher. Um, does say Gus Edwards. Like the the <laughs> process gave me gave me Rashad White. I mean, volume is there. Gus has been very um, touchdown dependent, though. Um, so that that's a little scary. I mean, he's gotten a lot of volume, but it hasn't like turned into a whole lot outside of the touchdowns, ideally. But yeah, um, at least you know, at least the other thing going Rashad White's way, right, is he is still <laughs> utilized in the passing game quite a bit. Um, maybe not as much as we were hoping, but um, I mean, last week seven receptions, you know, six. Um, so it's it's actually trending up. Uh, so. You at least got that. Uh, the rushing attack is just atrocious for the Bucks, unfortunately. Um, and, and they don't, you know, he doesn't score touchdowns. That's the thing hurting him. So um, I think the volume play and, and like kind of the safer, the safer play kind of goes Rashad White's way. But like the upside because of the touchdowns that, you know, the the Ravens offense can can get him is Gus Edwards. So. That would be my answer, unfortunately. Full PPR, you know, full PPR, go white for sure. But uh, yeah, half yeah. is yeah, half is closer. Uh, I still, I still lean a little bit Rashad White because of the half PPR, um, because of the 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 work in the passing game. But it's it's not easy. That that's a really that's a really tough one. Yeah, uh, tiebreaker, AJ. The the other factor to keep in mind here with Rashad White truthers, if you will, um, 
is the fact that Chase Edmonds is healthy again and playing. Obviously not a whole lot there, but it is something. Um, Sean Tucker was a, a healthy scratch last week, um, did not play, and Edmonds did. Granted, he only had three carries for five yards and two receptions for 16 yards. So, again, not too scary right there, but we have seen Edmonds in the past, um, especially in the passing game too, so maybe he starts to take uh, away some of that Rashad White. Uh, I mean, the other thing you got to think I'm, about, like the Ravens, every once in a while, just decide it's like, oh, it's a Justice Hill week. Like, like, yeah, you never know. They I haven't mean, that, done it. That's true. Week, but like, you never know. To where I there's think, nobody in Tampa taking away work, really. No, I mean that's the thing. And and looking at Gus, you know, you mentioned the touchdown dependency. So that's uh, that's helpful. I mean, well, obviously, two weeks last ago, we week caught one he had pass three. for 80 yards. I mean, it, like, that's you can't count say. on that like, happening. That's not going to be there every week. So that's, you know, nine points full PPR that yeah. just goes away from that that 21 that he caught had. Two for 14 um, <laughs> last week. So there you go. That That's more like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. He's not really helping you in the reception game, but he does have the rushing volume. So I think it depends on your league. I'll, I'll agree with that, but I do give Gus a slight, slight edge. All right. Uh, All right. So, yeah, let's, let's set up this question here from, from Manuel. Um, so it reads, really got hit by the bye week. Got to make decisions at quarterback. Howell Heineke. Mac Jones, uh, and it's super flex. So I guess you're picking two out of these guys. Um, Howl and it's Howl for sure. Yeah. Whoa. I don't know. Mac I, Jones, because of those the, guys, I would probably say... because the commanders, they're so bad. I guess maybe hope the Mac Jones <laughs> fall into a good game. Um, yeah. New England's dicey. I guess yeah. I, I like the spot for Logan Thomas. I mean, obviously, if this is yeah. a um, super flex, you want to start you know two of the quarterbacks. I get that. Um, we might not have Curtis Samuel again, uh, yeah. which looks likely, and who's been working mostly out of the slot, which uh, you know it's where a lot of the Logan Thomas routes are getting run as well. Obviously, so I think it bodes well for him in this, this spot where just target tree is a little bit condensed. And um, he's been heavily involved, I think. Yeah. I, um, six, eight catches the last couple of weeks. So uh, good target share and stuff. So, yeah, he's he's trending upwards. I would like him in the spot in terms of the positional players listed. Yeah, I would take Thomas out of those positional players as well. And I think I'd go Howell and I think I'd go Heineke. Um, just do Why not? Straight shot commanders <laughs> um, <laughs> and or former commander. I think Heineke is going to get in there and he's just going to spark this team. Um, and maybe he just decides, screw you, Arthur Smith. I'm just going to call plays in the huddle and that, make doubt us it. do stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I also doubt that. But that would be fun. <laughs> um, that's where I lean for it. All right. Um, 
All right, so moving on to Matt, Reese. Sorry, Matt, oh, sorry, no. Matt, Matt here is uh sorry, I'm trying to get to some of these. Um uh, I know Mike's having issues here real quick, so I'm just trying to run through some of these. Yeah, um so that the, was just he's a saying, follow up this, on his earlier. Yeah, this is the uh he tra- oh yeah, so he's saying he traded Jason and Sharps um and a twenty twenty five first for down to Ingram. And Pierce, it looks like. And Pierce, that's kind of a lot. Um, but I mean, for win now, team, I guess go for it. Um, yeah. All right, so I know Mike is having a little bit of technical difficulties right now, so we will run through the questions. I'm good now. Oh, yeah, okay, just, you're back. I just, yeah, that's my fault. I forgot to put myself back in the stage. All right. All right, so Ryan, you get to start us off with our wide, uh, wide receivers. All right. And you get to start two and sit one in this one. Give you a little bit more okay. variance. You get Puka Nakua against the Packers, T. Higgins against the Bills, or DJ Moore against the Saints. Who you sitting? Who you starting? T. Higgins is the no-brainer, uh, as hard as that is, because I know it hasn't been great. But um, Joey B. is back, and we are cooking, and it's real, and I'm okay. Uh, acknowledging that it's a one-game sample, but I think we will, from this point forward, be talking about the Bengals in a post-buy sense. We'll have to split them post-buy um, and just something completely different we saw last week. So massive, massive change. Um, Shout-out to uh, my buddy Ben Solak at The Ringer. Does a great job. Um, ben broke down this piece looking at the um, shotgun rate. So they basically, you know, Burrow was limited. He was hampered. They threw him in, in the shotgun 97 98% of the snaps in the first couple of weeks. And, you know, getting him to his back foot quicker. And I think that just limited what they were able to do. It was not an accident that we saw the first time Joe Mixon has averaged more than five yards uh, per carry in a very long time. Um, First play of the game, even. They run play action pass uh, from under center. Um, So they were just able to threaten with play action and run the football against a stout 49ers defense. So the fact that they could do that with confidence, I think, just adds a new layer to what we're going to see here. Burrow is comfortable. Higgins will come. Um, teams will have to adjust to you know what's going on with Chase Edmonds and uh, Tiggins is a baller. We just haven't seen it yet, so he's the uh, clear one. It's a tough matchup between the other two. I've kind of already uh, you know talked my anti Brett Rippon stuff. Uh, I don't want any Rams, so even in a tough spot, I think having a massive target share. I'm going to start DJ Moore there as well, and, and Puka would uh, take the day off. Uh, right now, my rankings have it being Puka and T. Now, of course, this is going to change drastically if Stafford. I think my projections right now have Stafford playing. I'm I, my gut tells me it's no, but the projections say yes. So we're gonna go with that right now. But I'm with you, Ryan. If if Stafford's out, you sit Puka. Um, cups on the fringe of starting. You know, in in shallower leagues, I think. You know, you're probably gonna throw a cup out there just because it's Cooper Cup and hope the hope it works. Yeah. But I think Puka can probably sit down in in most scenarios. Um, you know, he he will he will plummet down the rankings in my opinion. Um, but this is a, this is a good question. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. Um, not much more to analyze here. If if Stafford plays, I will play Puka and probably sit. DJ, um, I think the the Cincy Buffalo game is like the the prime game this week because of the 
the nine game that happened last year um, with uh, with Hamlin and his injury. So I think this is a, an important game to both of these teams. They both want to come out and and just get at it. So I think Higgins is going to be a big part of that offense in that game. He's a definite start. Um, it just depends on who's starting on the other two. All right, Joe. Mike, I hate Gabe, you for this next question. <laughs> Gabe Davis at Cincinnati against the Bengals. Jordan Addison at, uh, versus Atlanta. Or Jacoby Myers at the New York Giants. Who are you sitting and who are you starting? I mean, I have them 30, 31, and 32. Well, then you should know the answer. I literally don't care who you start and who you said. But, I mean, right now it's Addison as the as the odd man out. Um, you want to, you know, you. it's weird to say, like, the, the Giants have been pretty stingy in defense. Like, that's the one thing kind of keeping them in games right now because their they're offense is so bad. Um so you know that that's the one thing going for them, uh, especially the last couple of games. Now they haven't played a lot of great teams. Um, you know they played the Jets. You know they but they did shut down this Commanders offense that you know we're all sort of kind of touting. So, uh, but I don't know I, with with Hall there as quarterback. I I think I'm just deathly afraid of of relying on that. You know we've seen Aiden O'Connell and. Not great, but at least he's got a game under his belt. Um, and sure, Gabe Davis with Josh Allen over those two. Why not? Hope he doesn't just fall into the black hole of Gabe Davis being Gabe Davis after having 12 targets last week. <laughs> uh, this is just terrible. I know, um, right? These guys are all bam, bam, bam. Read my rankings. Uh, I mean, like Addison, you can have the argument because of uh, blanking on the guy's name now. Terrell, the D back for Atlanta. Yeah, um, AJ Terrell. A, yeah, mm-hmm. AJ Terrell. Thank you. I should know that, seeing as his name is AJ. Um, yeah. But, like, do you want to take that chance over? Jacoby Myers having a shitty quarterback. Oh, wait, wait, Addison has a shitty quarterback too. And Gabe Davis does not. So I guess out of all of these, I'm definitely playing Gabe Davis. And I think I might just sit the other two. I think we had a game. We might have a game. Davis start to sit. I know. I know it is. I will have an empty roster spot. (laughs) Flipping this script. We might have actually had a role change for Gabe Davis, though. Um, Because what we saw last week was a little bit different, which was encouraging where it was um, some like schemes layups to him versus, you know, the, uh, you know, deep down the field stuff, uh, you know, his dot was significantly shorter. His first read targets were up. Um, they used him in kind of a bunch, almost like the, uh, you know, Dawson Knox role a little bit where they had him bunched up yeah. with, uh, with Kincaid a bit. So yeah, I think Gabe Davis is, is interesting moving forward in that game environment that we obviously talked about earlier that we like quite a bit so we think he's a definite i have him uh comfortably ahead of the other two who i have back to back in my ranking so really splitting hairs um you know 
inexperienced quarterbacks. Um, you know, may, maybe a slightly better scoring environment for Jordan Addison, but uh, it's it's tough. Mostly, maybe also because we're going to see a ton of Devontae. So maybe Addison. You know, I mean, we saw uh, like a very high number of passing attempts from uh, from Keenan Allen or Josh Allen, Keenan, Josh Allen last week too. Um, so I mean, and but yeah, I mean, like all the all the all the passing, um, all, all the receivers for Buffalo last week saw a an enormous amount of of targets. It was pretty crazy. Um, so. You know, Gabe Davis saw twelve. Stephon Diggs saw twelve. Uh, and then you know you add in you you yes, add in uh, Kincaid. He saw seven. It's like, I mean, if that's going to continue, that's awesome. But I mean, I, I mean, Gabe Davis does not usually see twelve targets. So I need to see it again before I believe it. But right now, he's he's ahead of those two. I agree. So, all right. Before we move on to our next question, I do see this comment. Forza wants to know Demario Douglas or Tank Dell this week full point PPR. Take it away, Joe. Uh I'm going Tank Dell. I don't I don't I know they're playing the commanders, but I'm I'm not trusting I'm not trusting Mac Jones over over Tank Dell and and and, and CJ Shroud yet. Um for me, I I do like Douglas. Um, you know, Juju has been a non-factor in that offense. Uh, Bourne is on the IR now, <laughs> um, and then you also have Noah Brown, who's stepped up pretty big uh, in Houston, has been getting targets and and actually playing well. Tank Tank stood up, you know. <clears throat> excuse me, when Brown was out. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the the target share goes with you know both of them healthy. Um, I personally I like Douglas. Don't worry, Jamie's always auditing me just to make sure that I'm right. <laughs> Check, checks me out on uh, on Fantasy Bros there. So, all right. Um, uh, Ryan, you got a quick answer to this one, or I like both these guys. Uh, Demario Douglas, like no Devonte Parker either, concussed. He might be out of the mix yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, you know, Pop Douglas was playing ahead of Juju uh, and playing primarily out of the slot. So mm-hmm. um, they were scheming stuff for him in that Miami game. His A dot was significantly lower, but they were force feeding him touches, um, which is encouraging to see. Now that's kind of how. Tank Dell's been used as well. I think he had three carries last week. So they're trying to get the ball in his hand. So I have them really, really close. I have Dell uh, a little bit ahead of him, but I'm very, very, very interested in in, uh, in Pop Douglas this week. All right. Next receiver question. And it doesn't get better. I'm sorry, guys. These are actual, th- these are guys that people are actually going to be considering this week. AJ, Marquise Brown against the Browns. Michael Thomas versus the Bears, or she Rice in that great game over in Germany against Miami. I mean, this one's pretty easy for me. Um, I'm gonna go Brown against the Browns because he's familiar with them. Uh, 
I think Thomas. Joe's face for people who can't see was hilarious right there. (laughs) Are you saying that only because his last name is Brown? (laughs) No, because he's played against them when he was with uh, Buffalo, Baltimore. He's familiar with that team. Sure, Clayton, kind of. I guess. I don't know. Let's go for it. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Um, New DC. Yeah. I mean, again, this is one where I'd rather just start one and and then pick somebody else. <laughs> Michael Thomas, who's on would, your bench, <laughs> would would be the the start, the the absolute start. Although he's questionable uh, as of earlier today, um, Rice is just too inconsistent for me. I get that it's going to be potentially high scoring, according to you. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I just don't care much for rice even though he's got uh hopefully non-flu like symptom mahomes thrown to him so uh, i'll go brown and thomas i have them right next to each other joe uh in my rankings the 38 39 and 40 uh rasheed rice uh marquise brown and michael thomas so no real strong stances uh but i guess rice is the winner here Again, I don't think we're going to see him get to a spot where he's running 80% of the routes, but if he could be pretty efficient on the 60 that he's going to get, 65 maybe, in a spot where uh, we expect a lot of points, like we said earlier, I would go Rasheed Rice. Yeah, so my, my two are Thomas and Brown. Um, again, they're, they're all super close, uh, kind of coin flip here. Um, it's more just there's just – so much spreading of the ball around in Kansas City. And so he's just hard to rely on. He it's weird. He's actually been the most reliable and most consistent receiver in Kansas City, but it still hasn't really meant a whole lot. Yeah. So give me Brown and give me Thomas. All right. Well, like I said, it doesn't get any better because now we're on to the tight ends. All right, so Ryan, you get to finish us off here, and I apologize in advance for this question because it's <laughs> it's not fun. But do you want Trey McBride coming off that hot game against the Browns, or would you rather start Taysom Hill against the Bears? Man, uh, let's see where I have him. Oh God, you guys, these are good questions. This is this is a <laughs> we we did a good job here. They are also right next; they're neck and neck. Uh, in my rankings as well, I have Taysom Hill uh, at 12, and I have Trey McBride at 13. Uh, Taysom gets involved in, in lots of different ways, and uh, I feel like that's as unstable as that is. It feels more stable than uh, Trey McBride attached to Clayton Tune in his debut against a Browns defense on the road. So um, I will go with uh, Taysom Hill, who could very easily have you know two carries inside the five in this game and uh, feel really good about you know that being uh, the bettable edge in terms of where we want to kind of win here. Yeah, I mean, Joe hates me for this question. I do. I I told you I was just gonna hang up my hat and leave. Um, the rankings and the projections all say McBride, but I'm I'm kind of with you, Ryan. Man, throwing Hill and see what happens. See what happens. Yep. McBride is. Unless it's like magically Kyler Murray, which I don't expect. Um, I think he, he, 
They're using Taysom Hill a lot more than I thought they would. Like last week, I, I dropped Taysom Hill in my rankings pretty far with Jawan Johnson coming back. And then they were like, nope, we're still using Taysom Hill right. in all these stupid ways that all you fantasy managers hate. And he scored a touchdown. And I'm like, come on, get out of here. Um, I just, So it so just good. feels like this is going to be the thing the rest of the year. We're all just going to have to like, I hope it doesn't happen for Kamara and Alave and. Michael Thomas' sake, but it's it's going to. So he's now back into back end tight end one territory every single week. Hey, we love fantasy football. Don't you forget it. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> AJ, what do you like? Uh I this is easy for me because the Browns are the best team defense against uh, opposing tight ends. They've given up a whopping 53 yards on 11 receptions. If you take out the game that Mark Andrews had, Um, they haven't played anybody else besides Mark Andrews. Come on. Irv Smith, Pat Fryermuth with Um, this atrocious Steelers. Um, Chigan Conquo. Where was he? Uh, Where's he been on the year? That's the question. Tana Hill throwing in the ball. Either way. Correct. They haven't played anybody, but they're still not playing anybody in Trey McBride in Arizona. So I don't know why all of a sudden he was That was one of those, like, they decided not to utilize Kittle game. That was that. that that. Because they were losing. (laughs) That was that weird, like. Stupid. That was that weird game where the 49ers is. Side of the yeah. forgot how to play offense. So that the game against Andrews is the only game that meant anything. And when he went five for eighty and two tutties, and they have not given up any touchdowns or even eighty yards uh, combined. So uh, I'm going with uh, with Hill. He'll be involved. He's going to get the ball somewhere somehow, and probably find the end zone at least once. So. I never thought we'd have a clean sweep with Hill right there, but we just had one. Yeah, we did. Um, I look the one the one thing like look the one thing I will say right is that you're saying the Browns right are awesome against tight ends, um, and I know I picked Hill too, but just to kind of play devil's advocate here, the Ravens are also phenomenal against tight ends, and they just had Trey McBride just embarrass them last week so it could happen but that was with Dobbs they're gonna probably have tunes so it's a lot bad. of it was garbage time too so I feel like you know hey, up a couple was. scores I, yeah yeah I was in a matchup where uh, I was going against McBride and I was like you know five minutes left I was like oh, I was up by like 10 I'm like I'm good I'm good I'm good watching it just like like down to like yeah. three and a half points, and I'm like, "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, he ate late. He ate big time. Yeah, so, but I mean, look, I mean, it could happen again. Uh, but yeah, yeah. that's probably going to be a pretty low scoring. I mean, he's game, the only he's the only tight end to score a touchdown on Baltimore's defense, but yeah, they've given up more yards and more receptions. So, meh. All right, and played a lot of similar teams. Let's close it out here. Let's have some fun. Billy string picks. So uh, Ryan, I know you're new to this. What we do is we pick our uh, 
we pick a flex player that we like for this week to either go over or under. We use half point uh, PPR projections. Um, before we do that, though, I know I lost last week. Unfortunately, uh, I did not get to buy any silly string this week to have my kids spray me. Video will be coming out on Twitter. I promise you. Um, Jamie also lost. I will be showing that video here um, live. And then Howard Bender for Fantasy Alarm also lost. So um, hopefully we can get him to uh, share his video as well. But we do have Jamie's video. So let me share that one at least. And uh, see if I can find it on my computer. <laughs> I have so many windows open. I've lost where it is. So um, yeah, I should have thought about that before I did this. Over that, uh, it's already brought up on the screen. I know it. I I see it on here, but <laughs> I can't you want me find to hide Twitter. It? No, no. I just can't find Twitter on my computer. It's, it's, oh, there, there, there Twitter it is. Time. There it is. There it is. All right. So we're gonna share this. I'm here for my fantasy six pack silly string punishment for the second week in a row. My man Roshan. Disappointed me this week, letting Darrington Evans steal his touchdown. I'll always be a Roshan truther and his number one fan, but this is happening because of you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So screen to the self. Do better, son. Don't let me down again. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff, Jamie. Uh, appreciate you, man, uh, for... For jumping in and, and having some fun with us. So um let's give our picks this week. Ryan. Um got your uh got your guy lined up. So be flex, or you know, in like the range of uh you know, wide receiver rankings, like you're in the thirties, forties or so. Is it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, basically just the guy that I think relevant. is gonna some of the people know. Okay. You know, yeah, just someone you think here. that's gonna smash their projection, basically. Wide okay. receiver, running back, Good tight end. Mm, okay. This is uh I was gonna go well, maybe I'll go a little bit lower still, because right, I still like the ability to, to thrash their their fantasy points. I was gonna talk about Demario Douglas, I'll be honest. I thought Demario Douglas would uh be an interesting kind of already talked about him, but I do like him quite a bit. But I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan Dotson uh, finally uh, starts to show a little bit of what we've been looking for. Touched on it again briefly earlier when we were talking about uh, Logan Thomas having a nice day. We saw a spike in work for Jahan Dotson last week, and I think we see a little bit of that continue here. 
against New England, I think they're going to throw a lot. I think they, I mean, look, they've, they've been throwing a lot no matter who they've been playing in the spot. I think they're going to as well. You know, we saw a 19% target share in week seven for Dotson, 18 in week two. Um, you know, again, the A dot is pretty consistent where we have the ability to make some plays. You know, that's transitioned into eight, nine targets the last two weeks after barely getting targeted much at all for the first couple of games. So uh, I like him in the spot, especially again, if he can work in the slot, more of those easy layup looks. Uh, was a really prolific touchdown scorer, both at Penn State and then last year as well, even though he's not a big-bodied guy. I think he's a really good inside-the-red zone guy. So I think that's why he – I mean, last year he, like, doubled Terry McLaurin's uh, end zone target share. Uh, it's not an accident. So Dot, uh, Jahan Dotson yeah. this week exceeds expectations. Uh, in, uh, do we need a number? Do you want my projection? You have, yeah. have an over half PPR. Do you, that that you our believe? half PPR projection is 7.9. 7.9. Okay. Um, what do you guys have? I can take your number two. Are we, we're probably, uh, close. what do we have here? I can, I can try to pull it up. I, I don't have our projections up right this second. Uh, uh, oh, wait. Yes, I, I do. Took mine down, I think. Uh, it was 7.7. So, okay. Let's take yours, maybe a little harder. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take 7.9. Point two extra points. Yeah. Yep. Probably be fine. If he hit 7.7, he's probably hitting 7.9. So, yeah. um, AJ. You got yours, or you want me to go? Um, yeah, uh, you just talked about him, Demario Douglas. That's who I picked uh, early on in the show. Um, I just think that, yeah, it's it's a an up and down game of interest with Washington, but um, we've got him at eight point five six points half PPR. Uh, I think Douglas goes over that this week. Yep, I'm at eight point six, so we're right there. <laughs> But I like it to go over as well. It's a good, it's a good call. Yeah. All right. All Joe. right. Uh, I am going Nico Collins over 10.7 uh, half PPR points against Tampa Bay. I know last week was a bit of a disappointment with him, but I mean, we're talking like this guy's been the the wide receiver one for this team. Uh, all you know the majority of the year right i mean like you know we had a couple weeks before like oh it's tank dell like no it was still nico collins like target share was him tank dell just had those big plays um nico's you know you know wide receiver 13 on the year um seeing a a pretty massive target share there so um you know I, i like him against this this tampa bay uh secondary that um you know you know can is allowing the ninth most points to uh, receivers this this season. So, uh, give me give me some Nico Collins action. Uh, if if Waz is watching, hashtag Team Nico Collins, man, you know what's up. <laughs> uh, Mike, All right. this guy, who you picking, man? All right, you 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 took an alpha. I'm gonna take an alpha's alpha, and I'm gonna go CD Lamb in the first matchup against the Eagles. He's projected 14.24 points. And you bet your ass he's going to get the over. These Eagles defense have allowed 38.54 points in half PPR to wide receivers. And I know Brandon Cooks has come on a little bit lately, you know, getting the touchdowns. That's nice. But only about five targets, four targets a game when it is clearly C.D. Lamb and C.D. Lamb alone in this offense. Even Tony Pollard is struggling. So... Give me that over, and please don't let me get silly strained. All right, and I think we've got a Jamie 
Parag, uh, prediction here. He says he'll take the over on Rashid Shahid. And right now we've got him projected for 7.1 points there. So, um, yeah, that's a solid one as well. So, all right, yeah, if you want in on the action, I'll be tweeting these out tomorrow morning. Uh, make sure that um, – oh, wait, Lamb, not a flex player. Can I get – oh, when we mean by flex player, we mean like any offensive – player non-quarterback sorry so you don't have to pick some like you know like actual fantasy flex uh so yeah if yeah you, you want, can play a ballsy you want, if you, you want, want to go or you want amari cooper jamie you, you can make the swap just let me know um you're, you're not locked in you, you can let me know later um but anyway uh we do have a couple questions uh ryan if uh, if you want to bounce or we got i think we had a couple questions here at the very very end um if you want to stick around and answer them if you got to bounce you gotta bounce sure yeah i got dad i got dad duty but i, I can wait another minute yeah, yeah yeah so i think uh we got one here from Dion. car howell or mayfield no trust in watson um i'm i'm, I'm howell this week yep yeah, I think that's that's. I think we already kind of talked about that one a little bit. I think we got this other one here, a couple down. Uh, Mike, you want to throw that one up? It's not really a question. Um, QB, Dak, Kyler, running backs, Kyron, Breeze, JT, Javante, and Stevenson. Receivers are CD Lamb, Cup, Marquise Brown. I traded Kyron, Kyler, Marquise for Amon Ra. How did I do? I think I gave up a little bit too much based on potential production when everybody's healthy. Um, But we don't know what we're getting out of Kyler. Yeah. Kyron's been good, but, you know, as Ryan said earlier, that offense is not great. (laughs) So, and you got, you got running back depth there. You know, Javante's coming on, JT's coming back on, you know, coming on. Uh, I mean, hopefully I the Dax had his buy, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, you can split hairs with Kyler and Dak, but at the end of the day, yeah. do you want to make that yeah, decision? Every week? A top Just, ten receiver, so yeah. it's fine with me. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we had another one. Oh, he, he had another one. Pick a flex, uh, Chuba or Stevenson, full PPR. Mm, not great. This week, I like I like Chuba. Is that because you're Chuba. salty about Miles Sanders getting uh, exactly. rethink benched? Yep. <laughs> uh, totally. I mean, he did yeah. basically. Yeah, there's a reason he got benched. It's, it's. Yeah. I mean, Fair enough. I, I want, I dude, I wanted to be Stevenson so bad. I mean, and, and of course, the Commanders just traded their two best defensive front players. So, I mean, maybe, maybe you see that that it works for him. And the the worry I have with Chuba is like that was Sanders' first game back, so maybe they were just kind of like slow playing him um, back in. But that that wasn't a good sign. They were already kind of like they were already start starting to like before he got injured, like seeing more of a fifty fifty split, if not more in Chuba's favor before he got injured. And then you see that on his first game back, like that that's bad. So um, coincided with a coaching what, change too, which is also. Yeah problematic if you're if you're uh miles sanders so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still stevenson slightly but it i don't feel good about it um that's not that's not an easy one man um 
What's up, guys? Dylan here. Uh, rest of the season, which side do you all prefer? Jalen Hurts, Olave, or Burrow and Puka? Um, to me, it's it's Hurts and Olave. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Puka Nakua had this, you know, amazing start, and Burrow's coming on strong, but Hertz is still, you know, fantasy wise, probably going to be better than Burrow long term. And I know Olave's been struggling, not doing what we hoped, but it looks like Puka's kind of going in the other direction. Like teams have figured him out. So a lot of uh, the underlying stuff for Olave is fine. You know, I think. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just it's just not connecting for some weird reason. Um, we got so, Joe, before the next question, though, Connor did want to take part in the Silly String uh, picks. Oh, so, all right, all right. I'll take the over on Kincaid. Uh, so you can give him our projection if it's lower for than Fantasy Pros, uh, you know, however you want to play it. You're the boss. All right. I'll, I'll, I will I will look. Kincaid here. Let's, let, let's look. Um, and then the next question is up whenever you all right. So Santa K is actually at 8.3. Should I so trade Najee Harris and Chris Godwin for Josh Jacobs? Half PPR, both Najee and Godwin are consistently on his bench, and he has enough receiver depth. Uh, that losing Godwin's not a big hit. Lots of people have a lot of depth with Godwin as well. So, um, for me, I'm okay doing this trade if you're not really using Najee or Godwin um, and you have other depth. You know, Jacobs is still a stud running back. It's a dysfunctional yeah. team, but we'll see what happens now that the uh, reins have, have changed. So I, I think I'm pulling for Jacobs to, to turn things around. Yeah, I would do the trade. Yeah, I, I, I'm with it too. I mean, look, Godwin being the depth piece doesn't totally surprise me it was being drafted super late and people were drafting receivers like yeah. heavy i know so you know it's weird because harris is actually like somewhat decent in this game <laughs> um so jamie wants to know what you have amari cooper projected at mm. oh no 10.9 the cart is coming out for Traylon Burks. Yeah, he went mm. down hard. That sucks. Uh, it is 10.9, Jamie. So um, do we have any more? Uh, Dylan again, Dylan maybe. More, yep. Made another move. Uh, traded Ford, Goddard, and Diggs for ETN, Hawkinson, and Devonta Smith. For that's a big upgrade. Goddard to Hawk. That's a, that might be it's tricky. Upgrade. Diggs to potentially Devonta. That's the downgrade. A bit of a down. Uh, I like it. I'm sort of on the fence with it now. I know. Like, so we say now he gets a pair ETM with CMC. That's awesome. His receiver depth is now Devonta Smith, Ayuk, Waddle, Flowers, and Shahid. Um, yeah. I think you were able to take the downgrade from Diggs to Smith. Is the Goddard to Hawkinson as weird as it sounds? Actually, might be a bit of a like, like even trade now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with without Kirk, but um, who knows? Maybe maybe you know whoever steps in just really likes to utilize tight ends, and and Hawk won't lose a lot of value. 
the biggest dip here could be Etienne to Ford. Um, well, I think he I know, traded Ford to get Etienne. Yeah, that's that's a so, you know that's why it's kind of I think an okay, uh, yeah, you know, piece for you there. So I know that right now statistically the gap between Diggs and Devontae Smith is greater than what I stated, but I think that that could close. Uh, that could of, close. I think and it it will over over. Yes, yeah, the there's season, no way so. Devontae Smith produces as as little as he has. Yeah, you know. Outside of week one and week eight. <laughs> so, all right. I think that is it. Um, all right, Jimmy, we'll, we'll, we'll lock you in and uh, we'll, we'll get that tweet out tomorrow morning. Uh, but, Ryan, thank you for coming on, man. I know we went a little late, uh, but uh, let everybody know where they can find you and what you got going on this the rest of the season, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. It was a good time. Uh, oh, we're on four for four. Um, mostly spend my time in the betting. Um, Streets there uh, run our betting product. Uh, we have a move the line is our betting podcast game by game on Wednesday uh, props every Friday over on four for four. You can find the YouTube channel at four for four bets. Um, yeah. Excited about uh, just continuing to grind tackles. I don't spend a ton of time on the offensive side of the ball. I just, I love to uh, bet on defensive props. It is my uh, passion of mine that uh, is just kind of came out of uh, accident last year and, you know, still obviously dabble on the offensive side, the good side here with, uh, you know, fantasy and stuff. I mean, I love getting my hand deep in the dirt and, uh, and predicting tackles because it's a, the group pasture is wide open. No one comes over to the side of the ball. So uh, we're just exploiting an edge and uh, making some money for subscribers along the way. So uh, yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for, thank you for coming on. And uh, it was a great time. Um, I'll do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks guys. Thanks friend. Alrighty, uh, I think we had a Deontay Johnson touchdown just a few minutes ago. Uh, so. Yeah, you want to hear something nuts? That was his first regular season receiving touchdown since Week 17 to 2021. Six hundred. Oh yeah, it was like he had some crazy long. Uh, Sounds about right. It happened to me. I play him this week. Awesome. Like <laughs> Sounds about 400 right. some plus days of. Without a touchdown, yeah, I, I saw something. I saw Six hundred and sixty-eight. Oh man, I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. They didn't even score last year. Duh. Um. um yeah. So, Connor, you have him at nine point one. The site has been eight point three. I don't know if you're looking at full PPR, but we're using half. So we'll do, we'll do the half at eight point three. You're going over. Over. With Dalton Kincaid. Okay. Yeah. So we'll lock you in there. That's cool, man. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Hopefully, we'll get a couple more on Twitter. We'll get some Dave Eddy action as well. Hopefully, he loses. <laughs> I'm not rooting against him at all. We need to see um, him get silly strength. Absolutely. That, that would be fantastic. All right, guys. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. Again, hit that subscribe button, hit those uh, like buttons, um, hit that little bell. So you get notified when we're coming on air with all the great content we have here on our YouTube channel at Fantasy Six Pack. Um, and of course, become a member, fantasysixpack.net slash plans. And um, yeah, that's it for the show. Good luck this week, week nine. Have a good night. See you.